0: Hi, I'm Monica Woodhams, and this is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm an influencer consultant and success coach, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, and industry experts who are making an impact and influencing the world so that we can start to live a life that we are so totally obsessed with. Hey y'all, I'm here today with Katie Yurko, the founder and head writer of Violet Fog, Violet Fog is a blog for women that's part diary-like content, part wellness research, and the content is super personal and conversational and touches on subjects like love, friendships, mental health, wellness hacks, and out-of-the-box itineraries. So, welcome Katie.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you.
0: Yes, yeah, so excited for you to be here as well. So, I like to kick these off with a little of this or that. So, if you're ready, we'll dive into this. I am ready. Okay are you an early riser or a night owl?
1: I'm definitely more of a night owl. (laughs) I'm very creative at night, very productive at night, but I wish that I was a morning owl or a morning person.
0: Same. I'm just
1: happier when I start my day earlier. I
0: know. And that's the thing. It's like, I know that I love the feeling of being, it being the morning and it's quiet and I can be productive. But when I'm in bed, I just, can't remember that feeling <laughs> to get out. I
1: know I know the feeling it's such a struggle
0: what time do you usually get up in the morning
1: I usually wake up around 8 30 if I'm being honest
0: me too yeah sometimes I get embarrassed to say that I know me too but I you know I get to sleep
1: so late so yeah 8 yeah. is not
0: that bad right <laughs> <laughs> okay tea or coffee
1: Coffee with collagen in it, or, but I also like tea as well, but to start my day, always coffee.
0: Nice. So you just do, like, the add the collagen, do you add any milk or anything like that?
1: Oh, I always do milk. I cannot drink coffee black.
0: I used to, and I finally realized that my stomach felt so sensitive after, because I was drinking it black, and it was just too acidic.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And it makes it like more – like a treat with some cream in
0: it I know, right? (laughs) Podcasts or books?
1: I would say both. I mean, I I have a love affair with books and reading, but I also just love a podcast because I feel like it's just such a great way to get to know someone.
0: So true. And to be able to kind of multitask or even like – Sometimes in the morning when I'm getting ready, I like to put a podcast on, like maybe if I kind of like woke up in a funk and I need to kind of like bounce back. It's
1: Sometimes so it true. Sometimes it helps to
0: have a motivating podcast to help you through that.
1: I, I agree. I, and I love listening to people talk. So it kind of feels like you can like be a fly on the wall mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you wear a colorful wardrobe or a neutral wardrobe? I, I'd say
1: I'm more colorful. Like, I have a lot of neutrals, but I really enjoy a colorful outfit.
0: (laughs) Mimosa or Bloody Mary?
1: Oh, gosh. Probably a mimosa. Yeah. Yeah. It just reminds me of brunch with the girlfriends more. So Yeah.
0: Yeah. Love that. And then the last one is takeout or cooking?
1: (laughs) Takeout. I'm I'm not a good cook at all. Like, I'm a pretty – I'm good with healthy food, but, mm-hmm. like, the stuff that people actually, like, really, really like to eat,
0: yeah. I'm not
1: the best at cooking, so I would say takeout.
0: What's your go-to takeout meal?
1: I love pho. Oh, my, oh
0: gosh, my gosh, me too. too.
1: Pho is my favorite. <laughs> oh, so
0: good. I was craving it all day yesterday, actually. Yeah. So it's good.
1: delicious.
0: Okay, so let's dive into you and Violet Fog and... Let's just kick things off talking about your journey of how you even created it.
1: Yeah. So Violet Fog, it'll be – will be three years old in September. Um, I've been a writer all of my life, and I had a fashion blog before the Violet Fog, and um, back when blogs were so small, and Mm -hmm. I still had to explain to people what a blog even was. (laughs) And and that went really well, but, you know, I – I've always been such a writer at heart and I found that I really enjoyed the written words so much more than taking photos mm-hmm. and the pieces that were doing really well on my fashion blog at the time were these more personal pieces and I felt like it just was kind of an awkward space for those personal pieces to be on a fashion blog in a way and so, um, so I so I launched The Violet Fog, and I, I had a, a business partner at the time, a different one. She was more, um, much more business savvy, I'd say, than I was. I was much more the creative. So she really did help me kind of launch it off the ground, and now it's fully mine. But um, yeah, so it's been quite the journey, and a, but a rewarding one.
0: What made you feel like you needed to start something separate instead of maybe transitioning your fashion blog?
1: Yeah, so... You know, I just, I just knew I didn't really want to be fashion focused as much anymore. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, um, I love fashion. I still do, but I was getting a little bit burnt out on it. I was a stylist for um, for five years, and and just to be honest with you, Monica, there were so many girls that was do- were doing the fashion thing way better than I was. And who are really thriving in front of the camera. And, um, and that just wasn't me. I'm much more of an introvert. And um, and I really just wanted to focus on my writing. And then, so for a while I was like, it would be really great if I could get um, a career going at like an established magazine or a mm-hmm. newspaper, you know, um, and have like a column or something like that. Very like Carrie from Sex and the yes. City. <laughs> And um, it was really funny. My grandma used to send out my articles all the time to, um, oh. <laughs> to these magazines. I would never hear back. And, um, and, and then I was like, you know, I, I enjoy these magazines and everything, but there's a lot that's missing that I don't necessarily agree with. Like mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of the content out there was really watered down not personal, really generic, Um, and I didn't want my content to be like that either, and um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing, and I'm going to relaunch a a blog that's super heavy on the girl talk and, you know, for girls who really like to to read and dive into a short story or if it is more wellness-based or kind of into research and experiments, and um, so I just, honestly, I just talked myself up to me for like a good six months and then I I finally did it built a website yeah and it's just been
0: really great ever since I think it's really important what you said about you know even though you were good at the fashion blog like some parts of it maybe were forced like you know it didn't feel like you just felt like other people were maybe doing it better and it wasn't totally your thing. And I think that's really important to remember because there, there's a space to kind of create something that actually does feel good on all levels. And it's just a matter of kind of figuring out, okay, the writing piece, that's what really clicks. And if you take that and run with it, then like you will be successful with that, even though it can be scary because I know for me, I started as a fashion blogger as well, again, like also before it was cool. Yeah. And there was something that always felt a little bit unfulfilling about it. Mm-hmm, and, I know that feeling. Yeah, and it was like, I it's fun. I, le- I love fashion, but there's just, there's a layer here that's not fulfilling me, and I need to figure out what that layer was. And I realized uh, later on that was really like, connecting with other people and really having real conversations rather than just posting an outfit photo which yeah there's There's nothing nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with it I love fashion bloggers but yeah it's I, I get it yeah and I think giving people permission like if you go the fashion blogger route or even let's say a food blogger or anything whatever it is that you do if there's like some piece there that's not clicking like that's okay
1: mm-hmm. oh definitely and you
0: can figure it out from yeah
1: there. and then you gotta just reroute
0: yeah and I think people are scared to reroute
1: people are so scared to reroute I was scared to reroute but yeah. it's the best thing that I could have done for myself
0: what do you think what do you think is one of the biggest fears that people have about rerouting
1: I think just taking that that step and seeing if people are actually going to like it because most likely if they're rerouting, they've already established something that's probably already working for them. But like you said, they're not feeling fulfilled. So it's kind of like, what's the point on like going on if you're not happy with it? But but then also just that fear of losing your existing audience or are people going to like it? Are people going to think that you're weird for trying something new? But, you know, which is all... I mean, I get those fears, but you just got to do it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You just got to go
0: with it. When you started to shift, did you have any, like, stress around, are my fashion blog followers going to follow me over here? Am I going to have to start this from scratch? What kind of was coming up for you at that time?
1: Yeah, so... I mean, I had written a goodbye post in a way, but not, but like a goodbye, but not for long. And I stayed connected with them. I've always had a, a really intimate relationship with my readers from day one, and um, and they knew that I really, really cared about them. And I feel like because I am so open with a lot of things, I think that they knew that I was probably getting a little bit burnt out. They're probably already noticing that I'm posting more you know, personal articles and fashion ones. So, um, I don't know. I like, I would like to say that they maybe saw it coming, understood it. Um, but it was actually a really smooth transition. I mean, I, God, I, I just love the readers so much and I think they know that. So I support them and they support me. And I, I was really lucky. I, I will yeah. say I had an easy
0: transition. I love that. And I think that ties back to one of the points that I want to talk to you about today is, you know, loving your readers. And that's how you really like cultivate a community on this online space and knowing that you can be yourself because, you know, you love them and they love you. And I think a lot of people forget that when they start a blog or an Instagram account, it's like, it can be easy to make it about yourself, but the longevity of it is if you make it about them. Was that a conscious effort from the very beginning, even when even when you started your fashion blog, that it needed to be about the readers, or was that something you learned along the way?
1: It From day one, I knew it was going to be about the readers. Um, I yeah, I mean this sounds so cheesy to say but i'm honestly in love with the readers of violet Mm -hmm. fog and and even from my fashion blog and um so i just i just always knew i would never be able to do anything unless i had support you know Mm -hmm. and so i've always been very reader first and even in brands and everything like i don't even like to like accept unless I know that they're gonna give me double something that I can give to readers. Oh, I love and that! Just, yeah, and and I've always been that way, and um, I just think it's just so important. And and even with bloggers, other bloggers, I mean, I love I love promoting other women and collaborating with them and sharing their story and whatnot. But but I'll be honest, like my main energy really goes towards connecting with the readers. Mm-hmm. Majority of the people that I follow on Instagram are Violet Fog readers. And um, and I feel like one reason why Violet Fog does so well is because I am so intimately connected with them, and I'm talking with them every day and um, and they're just very important to me and I, and I truly believe that I would not ha- see any success if it wasn't for them. so mm-hmm. there's no way I would let myself forget that.
0: right. In what ways do you? really open up that connection with your readers through the topics that you talk about or even like the messages that you put across?
1: Yeah. So definitely the topics that I talk about. Um, and I, and I just, I give an open invitation all the time to talk to me and I respond to every single comment, every email, every DM and, and with a lot of care and attention too. Like I don't just kind of you know, say like, thank you and move on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really, um, I ask them questions all the time. And, and the things that I write about too, I mean, are really personal and really conversational. Like I write, like I'm talking to my best friend. So, um, I feel like that kind of makes them feel like they really can reach out to me and I'm so happy when they Mm -hmm. do. I love it. So I think just always making it known that you have this open invitation and that you're gonna give them time and attention and um you know and i think too like the more vulnerable you get the more people will feel like they can connect with you i know it's scary to be vulnerable like that but Mm -hmm. man like the connection you can establish with these people it it really it's it's really uh deep
0: yeah and the vulnerability piece, so this is actually something that's been coming up for me a lot in the past few weeks is that I kind of realized whether it's in my personal relationships or even in work, like, vulnerability is something that I've been very much afraid of. I've always been like, okay, I need to have thick skin and not let anyone know that, you know, like, whatever insecurities there are. So for you, when you started to become more vulnerable in the online space, was that something scary for you or something that already came naturally to you?
1: Well, I think, you know, because I really have been writing my entire life and I have always written these really vulnerable pieces. I mean, even when I was a teenager and I was like this happy kid, I would have like these not necessarily dark pieces, but kind of, you know, and, and just very... Real and um, and open and honest, and so I've I've always been writing pieces like that, so so I was already kind of used to it. But then, um, but I think, but putting it out there is like a whole nother ball game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at first it was a little like, how are people gonna respond? I don't know. But but I I'm just always in the belief of like women, and and I write for women, like I. Mm-hmm you know, if you read any of my pieces or follow me on social media, I, I act as though there's not one guy following me and somebody's like, Hey girls and Mm -hmm. everything like that. And I just, I really believe that women just want to connect and relate. And, and I just knew that there's so much perfection being thrown out there all the time. And, and that doesn't make me feel good. And Mm -hmm. I just, so I just knew if I was to be more vulnerable, that you know, maybe I'm doing something good for like womanhood, you know, and <laughs> and um, so I just I just kept telling myself that, and that um, I mean, honest, honestly, writing these pieces it sometimes can feel very self-serving. I'm like, oh, I got all this off my chest, you know. That's right. Yeah. But I also um, like I I'm able to be brave and do it because I know that it's making a difference you know, yeah. and, and that these women are able to relate to specific things that I write about, um, you know, on love and mental health and all of that. And um, and I would say for anyone who's scared to be vulnerable, like just do it once, like write a really vulnerable piece, do it once. I guarantee you're going to get really good feedback. I, I'm i sure your audience will appreciate it so much. And then And then it's not so scary to do it anymore mm-hmm. after that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like ripping off that first band-aid and just being like okay got that out of the way (laughs) yep totally (laughs) and nothing bad happened yeah people know I'm not perfect (laughs) all right
1: time to roll with it
0: (laughs) yeah and I think that that's the interesting thing about the online space is that it provides a way for us to connect with people who we never connect with before but sometimes it's like everyone kind of has a guard up in a way oh yeah and I think, again, like you giving permission for people to let their guard down, that's huge. And really, is there's not that much out there that does that.
1: No, there's really not. And if they do, it's still kind of watered down a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like it's the blog version. It's kind of light. And I like the heavy thing. stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's such a good point that you bring up because I was going through a magazine the other day and... I, I'm somehow subscribed to magazines still, but I'm pretty sure I canceled the subscription they shut out the door anyway, and then I'll move, and they yeah. still show up. Yeah, so. they still follow you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and they usually go straight to the recycling bin, because there's just nothing in them. Right. But I sat down and actually, like, was like, okay, this might be an interesting article to read. And I was like, this, there's no content in here. Like, there's words. Yeah. Like, there's no content. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Do you think people are trying to talk to too many people all at once? And because of that, it gets watered down? Are people afraid, like, of backlash? What do you think it is?
1: I do – I think that – I do think people are afraid of backlash. And I do think that people really, like, at the root of it, are just scared to get vulnerable. But also, like, with magazines and – And these like really big sites, like content farms kind of that are, you know, producing an article every single day or more than that. I think that, um, I think that it's, there's just too much focus on quantity over quality is a really big thing. And, and also like on these content farms, like these, these authors, um, I think it's hard for them sometimes to write super vulnerable pieces because they haven't. Establish their identity yet with the readers you know Mm -hmm. so they probably feel like they there's too much context to explain in one article so maybe they have to kind of make it a little bit more generic or watered down and as opposed to if it was on their own blog maybe it would be a little bit deeper
0: right yeah yeah that's so true I that so one of the things is with, like, the dating world. I feel like that, like, it is so hard to find a blog post that actually is, like, okay, yes, yeah, like, I did, like, like that happened yeah, to me, TV. too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, that, it's, I'll look at a blog post, and it's, like, all, like, just, you know, oh, it, it. it's not that hard, or, like, oh, like, maybe something awkward will happen, and I'm, like, screenshotting my friend's conversations, like, what just happened and yeah. I like that you like you know you're totally cool with sharing that piece because sometimes it's like am I the only one who like said this or did that yeah, went through it yeah and I mean totally we all share these experiences we just don't talk about them
1: right Oh, totally. Or we only talk about them on, like, girls' night or something like that. Right.
0: Exactly. And you would never, like, share it publicly or anything like that. And so – I know. I love that you do that. Those
1: actually scare me more than, like, the mental health pieces, you know, because it's just like, ah, like, my ex is going to read this, you know. Right. Yeah. I do a good job, though, of keeping their identity – concealed you know and, and right, I really do yeah. try and project them more in a, a really good light and make the focus more about how I perceive things and less about them but I definitely still get into it I mean I just love some girl talk and us girls we love to talk about guys Yeah. so it's just like I loved it I love to get into it I love a good story and like yeah. you said like how it can be watered down like I don't you know, I don't want to hear like the generic advice. Like I want to hear this story about, you know, when you slam the car door in his face and stuff like that, (laughs) like I want to get into it.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah. No, I mean, it's so funny. One of the things when I started this podcast, I was like, I'm going to absolutely be transparent with things that are going on. And um, I do these little girl chats and I was talking about my breakup and there was a part of me that was like, should I like not tell people that like I thought he was selfish and like whatever like you know there was a part of me that because I don't know so basically I made a list of the past three guys I dated to see what quality traits they had in common oh that's smart (laughs) and I shared them over the podcast and there was that part (laughs) of me that was like I feel like maybe I shouldn't be sharing this publicly but also Maybe this is giving someone else permission to, like, kind of take a step back and look at, like, maybe what patterns they're experiencing as well.
1: Oh, totally. I think that's such great content, but that's also so funny because you know if those guys are listening, like, (laughs) wouldn't you like to be a fly on the wall? They just, like, spit out their drink when they – They're like, oh, my God, is she talking about me?
0: (laughs) I know. I know. It's so true. Well, and what the funniest part about it was – it was literally, like, the same person, just, like, me meeting them at different ages. It was, really? like, this guy's version of 22, this guy's version of 25. Like, yeah. Oh it was crazy. Oh, my gosh. It was really bizarre. It was an interesting exercise.
1: I feel like that's a really good exercise, though, that yeah. maybe, like, a lot of us should be doing.
0: <laughs> it was eye-opening. I'm, like, so.
1: Will you send me that link to that I podcast? I want to listen will. to it.
0: <laughs> I will. It was so interesting. But again, like, you know, those are the things that if you listen to a podcast that you know is – I mean, I the, the core of this podcast is interviewing people. Yeah. And so it could be really scary to share something like that. But, I mean, I think it's kind of necessary.
1: Yeah. Oh, I bet your audience loves it. I love that kind of stuff.
0: So – what are kind of your favorite stories that you've shared recently, on the Violet Fog?
1: Oh, recently, I'm not sure necessarily what my favorite story. I haven't. I feel like I I'm due for like a really funny good story. Um, so recently, I'm not sure like what a a favorite is. I've touched on a little bit more like deeper stuff like lately, mm-hmm. but I think like a really funny one and one that continues to do so well is I once wrote this post on liking an ex's yeah. new girl's picture, yeah. and it yeah. continues to do so well.
0: <laughs> because like, because everyone can relate to that. Yeah. Yet no one knows that other people are experiencing. It's that thing, you know? Yeah, totally. So funny. Okay, so tell us – so people can read the full article on your blog, and I'll link to that specific one, but kind of give us the gist of what happened
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, I still get a little like red in the face thinking about it. It's just our generation is so funny. Um, yeah, I dated a guy for I had just moved to San Francisco, and I dated him for like three months, and and I did I really liked him. I mean, he was handsome and you know like just and fun and but but I knew deep down he was not the one. Like I mm-hmm. I knew it. But you know when sometimes you just kind of like. Like, well, maybe directions will change and he will be the one. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, so I really liked him and, um, we ended up breaking up and, I mean, if you would even call it that, we were never even really official, but definitely dating. And, uh, and so, and he had just, he gave me that whole feeling of like, he's not in the place for a relationship, all that. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I got broken up with so, um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh. He, he ended up dating this girl, though, like, who's across the, the world, like, you know, he told me he didn't have time to date someone in his own city, so he's dating someone from a whole nother country, and, <laughs> and this girl is, like, so beautiful and just seems perfect. You know, we always, like, put yeah. that new girl on a pedestal,
0: Yeah.
1: and, um, and so, like, I was over him, but. I don't know like i'm just a curious person like sometimes i just kind of like to keep tabs on what people are doing (laughs) (laughs) and so um so it was probably i don't know like a good like six weeks or so like after and he i mean he immediately started dating this girl right after me and um and i ended up liking one of her pictures on accident when I was stalking her, and, um, and I just, and I, like, you know, I just went through, I think, like, every can relate, like, that whole, like, <gasps> like, shit, like, quickly, like, unliking it, you know, and then yeah. um, I texted my friend, I'm like, all right, let's do the test, I'm going to like one of your photos, and, like, see if it shows up, you know, and then I'm going to unlike it, and see if it shows up, and, like, all that, and just freaked out, and panicked, and then, but the story, like, so that was kind of, like, the context of the story, but the point was, though, that Every girl kind of does that. Like we all, we all stalk the new girl, you know, or like the exes, you know. I mean, if we don't, you're like one of five girls that don't, you know. Yeah. So, so So it was just like, yeah. So it's like just giving ourselves a break. Like if we do that, like big deal. If you're, if you are the new girl and you get your photo liked by like the ex, like just cut her some slack, you know. Like exactly. We've all been there.
0: Totally. I. I didn't accidentally like, thank goodness, but I did go down that rabbit hole a few days ago, and I was, like, from a guy I dated in high school, my high school boyfriend. I don't know how I randomly came across his Instagram, and then I saw a girl, and I was like, oh, okay, let's see what she's about, (laughs) I was like... Yeah, okay, going down this rabbit hole, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and then you know all of her hobbies, where she works. List. Yeah, like, he <laughs> <laughs> and I dated 10 years ago, but this still feels relevant <laughs> in my life right now.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Girls are so funny. Do you think guys do that? I don't
0: know. Do you, I, I feel like part of me feels like they're too lazy to do that. But I don't know. That's a great question. I was talking, or I'm talking to this guy right now, and I keep sending screenshots to my friends, and I asked one of them, I was like, does your boyfriend think that we're absolutely nuts right now that we're like, like, I'm asking you for feedback on the screenshot of the text message? And she was like, let me ask him if guys do that. She was like, yep, he says, no, guys don't do that. oh my gosh that's so funny but it is funny how like the first kind of few conversations you have someone that you're like maybe talking to or about to date it's like your friends are basically having the conversation with that person oh
1: definitely (laughs) like sorry guys you are for sure gonna be showing up in the group text.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and chances are you're basically having a conversation with the friends, (laughs) not the actual person you think you're having a conversation with. (laughs) It's so true. Why is that? Why do, okay, why do we do that? As women who are smart, like, we know how to hold a conversation, why do we do that? the screenshot sent to friends ask for approval on what the next text should say because our parents didn't go through this obviously. no this they is didn't new thing.
1: yeah do you think it's because women like we really like to connect with each other so i wonder if like that provides like a connection into like our world then we feel connected with them and then we get a
0: consensus it makes us feel better <laughs> yeah i think it I, could be like kind of like Anna, you're you're coming on this journey with me, whether you like it or not. <laughs> like, yeah, so true. Because So all my friends are married, except yeah. for one. And so that also makes things interesting. I think in a way, they like it because... Oh, they're probably so entertained them, by it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Totally. And on my end, I'm like, help.
1: I know. Oh, girl, I hear you. Like, in my... <laughs> little girl crew in san francisco like half of us are married and half of us are single so like my married friends you know like but they're they provide great advice though Mm -hmm. and and it's funny too to hear like like you were saying how you're asking your friend's boyfriend too like for advice like they're also a good resource oh
0: yes (laughs) So there was one time where I legitimately was just on the phone with my friend's husband asking advice on how to (laughs) handle a situation. How to navigate something. We just like cut out the middleman. I was like, sorry Liz, (laughs) I'm going to go straight to Jesse for
1: this. Oh my gosh, I've totally been there. And basically
0: his feedback was like, you're overcomplicating it. And I, I was like, but what about this? And
1: he's like, you're still overcomplicating it. <laughs> I know. I feel like that's always the feedback too from guys. I always hear that too, that I'm overcomplicating it or overthinking it. I'm like, but, well
0: <laughs> So then for them, is dating just super easy?
1: I know. No, there's
0: no way. Yeah,
1: there's no way. They're I lying.
0: <laughs> they have to be lying. They yeah. Ha- I'm they've I mean, obviously their brains don't overanalyze like we do. But still, there has to be something there. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. So for you, um, half your friends being married and half being single, what is it like for you to kind of navigate that and like check in like, okay, do I feel present and good where I'm at?
1: Yeah. I mean, I really, I enjoy, I love love, but I also love being single too. Um, so I, I guess I've just, I've really never been that girl that needs a boyfriend.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: just cause my friends are so important to me and, and my career is really important to me too. And I, and I give so much energy to that. And also I'm yeah. like so big into like self care and wellness and like woo woo stuff, you know? So that's yes. like, takes a lot Same. of time too. So
0: okay, I feel like. I have – before I forget, sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm getting, like, all excited for the woo-woo stuff. And, yeah. And introducing that to a guy that you started dating. Weird or, like, does – how do you navigate that?
1: It's weird. Do the woo-woo too. Oh, my God, Monica. It's weird. <laughs> it's honestly something that I'm a little bit, like, uh, just so you know, I'm a little psycho. I like to, <laughs> I like to dry brush at night and yeah. my skin yeah. routine takes, you know – Anywhere for five to ten minutes and I go to sleep with the greasiest face you've ever seen and <laughs> you know and like half my cabinet is supplements and vitamins and you know yeah. and it's just so yeah it is a little bit like but I've just learned that if you're just like whatever like this is me you know and this right. is what's making me like the best version of myself so either accept it or don't like if you're gonna break yeah, up you're right because it like I like to, you know, take my ashwagandha powder (laughs) in the morning, like, then you're not the one, you know. That's so true. And honestly, like, I always think, too, like, whoever I end up with is going to be so healthy and, like, (laughs) you know, and, like, have the best skincare routine and all this stuff because – so I –
0: now I just look at it as a plus. Yeah. I think that's an awesome way to look at it and remembering that the person you end up with, like, you get to be unapologetically you. And like, he will actually really love that you're doing things that make you feel good. Totally, yes, I agree. Because I think one of the things when I went through my breakup was my boyfriend at the time, he was like super cool with me. Like, you know, I always had like some weird drink that I was drinking or like my apple cider vinegar (laughs) shot. I literally brought, We went to the lake for Memorial Day weekend one time with, like, the big group of friends. I literally brought my own apple cider vinegar. (laughs) You sound so much
1: like me. I know. (laughs) And
0: and everyone's like, what in the world? I was like, I need to take the shots in the morning because I have a sensitive tummy and it helps. (laughs) Yeah, it
1: helps with floating and, yeah. And,
0: like, I was like, when we broke up or whatever, I was like, is there going to be someone who's, like, also gonna be cool with me like putting these powders and drinks right lattes and all this and it's like yes yes there is it's not the only person who thinks it's okay for me to be a weirdo sometimes
1: yeah yeah totally and i think that they can find it really interesting too yeah
0: you and know? i think yeah i think guys are also intrigued by that because by the end of that memorial day trip there were two guys who oh my gosh my voice um got in the habit of the apple cider vinegar, like, and started doing it daily too. Yeah.
1: So So you just gave them a total add to their life because apple cider vinegar is great for you. And maybe they would have never started doing that if it wasn't for you.
0: (laughs) Exactly. What are your favorite wellness tips at the moment or Um, wellness hacks? Yeah. So for the
1: last – Six months to a year, I'd say I've been really into gua sha facials, and oh. it is like an instant facelift. So I've been jade rolling for years, and I love it. It's re- I love to put on a sheet mask and jade roll over my face. It's just really relaxing. But oh my gosh, when I tried gua sha facials, it changed the game for me. It contours the heck out of your face, and um, and it totally makes sense because it's very eastern and. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in, in the East, a lot of them, they believe that you have to keep your lymph system clean and moving and, and in your face, like if you have all this gunk trapped in it, I mean, that's that's weight. So your face can start to sag, you know, from that right. over time. So if you're constantly just clearing out the lymph in your face and um, I don't even know if I'm really saying that right, but I think you know what I mean. No, like, I know what
0: you mean. Yeah. yeah. If
1: you're just pushing all the bad stuff away, um, it's just, it creates just a lighter canvas and... Um, and less gunk is going to build up over time. Your skin's going to be clearer. I mean, since I've been doing it, I mean, it's, it's, it really is an instant facelift, which is great, but you just, you feel good and it's good for sinuses too. And it's natural. I love that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a one time purchase. It's like a $10 like little rose quartz stone. And then you have yeah. it forever. It's not like it's a product you have to keep on buying. Um, I mean, I'm all about being, cost efficient so um so gua sha facial it's amazing like how often do you do it so I try to do it probably like three to five times a week and you can do it really quick too I did like a whole video on it um I just think oh you do
0: okay oh yeah I I was like I need
1: to I was like I need to share this with the readers ASAP I was so like I was over the moon excited when I had first learned about it and then I went on this like rabbit hole of like 10 hours of research i'm not kidding you i'm just no. like how like the face works of like draining things and i was messaging my esthetician and just i was like this is so cool and um so i've really stuck by it so gua sha okay, facials
0: need, yes because i have with i have the thing the rose quartz thing that i got because i was at a woo-woo store and the lady was like you absolutely need this but then i'm like i don't know how to use it yeah so
1: okay oils on That's the face. That's my homework. Then, yeah, That's it's what really I'm doing easy. today. it's really It's so easy to do.
0: It really okay, is. Amazing.
1: Yeah, I love that. And you prefer that to jade rolling? I really do. I think it just gets a lot more done. I think jade rolling is really relaxing and I like to, I like it for like minor depuffing. you know, maybe if like mm-hmm. I had like a sodium bomb meal or something like that. But yeah, but I just since I've been um, doing the gua sha facials, I, I've barely been jade rolling just because I feel like This gets so much more done. So, yeah. Yeah. So, that's like a big wellness. Yeah. And then adaptogens, I think, like, I'm always talking about adaptogens all the time. I think, like, our adrenal glands are so important because they're so hooked to our hormones. And I think Mm -hmm. so many women have hormone issues and they're trying to to balance it. And there's just so much uh, science backed by adaptogens and these powerful herbs. And, um, You know, in Western culture, we're not leveraging it as much, but thankfully, like, a little bit more now, there's more talk around it. So, um, I'm really trying to be part of that conversation because I think it's, I really think it can help women a lot. Like, for me with ashwagandha, so, and you can't overdo it, you know, like, it's not like I take that every single day, but a couple times a week, but I, um, I find that when I'm consistent with it, my because I can be a little bit dramatic sometimes. <laughs> like I can be reactive. I know this. My Same. friends know this. It just is what it is. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I can get very, uh, stressy, you know, mm-hmm. in certain like situations. I spike really easy. Yeah. And, um, and I find that, you know, when I'm taking like these adaptogens, cause it, it levels out, it levels you out really. Like i it's not like a – it's not like you feel this instant calm or anything like that. Like it's nothing dramatic, but it's almost like reflective when you look back and you're like, you know, like I just feel a little bit more even keel with my mm-hmm. emotions and, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and some adaptogens are more mental and some of them are more, you know, for your body or like inner chi if you really want to get woo-woo with the <laughs> vocabulary, but yeah. Um, but Yeah.
0: It's, I like to think of it as, like, it brings you back to balance, kind of. Yes. It doesn't, like, accentuate anything in a way. It's balance. Like Definitely. It's
1: kind of. Yeah.
0: Have you um, seen the Moon Juice uh, Super U um, supplements? Okay, I just started taking, it just came out, like, last month, and they're it's a mix of ashwagandha and then a few others and it's a daily supplement so um you just take the two and then you don't really have to like put it in your coffee or in your tea or anything like that you just take the two supplements and I've been loving it um it's like a de-stress and then and focus is the two main things about it and I love how easy it is because it's like I don't have to think about, you know, putting it in my smoothie or anything like that. I just take the two supplements and I'm good.
1: Uh, I think it's so nice to have a mix because sometimes I'm like, oh my god, my smoothie and coffees are loaded with so much stuff. It's just (laughs) like, you know, sometimes it's just too much. So yeah, I'm definitely trying to find more um, capsules as well. Yeah, definitely check out the Super U. Yeah, I will.
0: I think they, when they came out, they like sold out in like three days but they're back in stock now okay but yeah
1: i i I love
0: moon juice
1: i know and their branding is so cute
0: right i know so cute it's so good and the founder her story is so fascinating too um oh i don't know her story oh my gosh okay so if you i can't remember her name but if you just if you find her name and type it in i or like search for podcasts she's okay. been on quite a few podcasts like that's so retrograde um and her is just definitely where worth- i think you'll really appreciate it i'll have to check it out yeah she's really cool i love an inspiring woman yes agree <laughs> so one more question before we dive into the more lifestyle yeah piece of things what was that moment for you where you are like oh my gosh I did this I made a career for myself that feels like really good and really fulfilling
1: Um I mean a few things I think like when I got my first brand deal that I that I wanted um like I I always tell people like I would make so much more money if I accepted certain brand deals you know but <laughs> yeah. it's so funny and I'm sure you've come across this too like the brands that That are willing to pay are like the ones that I don't want to work with, so I just don't work with them. And so, and like the a lot of the brands that I really really believe in, like a lot of them either don't have a budget or it's really small, and but I still just work with them because I think that that's just the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say definitely when I got like my first like brand partnership, that was a that was a moment, like one that I wanted. Um, Mm -hmm. also. Also, I would say like when I really just started getting like an influx of like DMs and emails from readers like that, I mean, that was like, it wasn't more that I made it. It was more that like, okay, like hopefully what I'm doing is making a difference and it feels like yeah. I am right now. Yeah. So um, I would say that. And then also like when you have an article that just kills it and does mm-hmm. so well, like that's always like a, yeah, like I'm, I'm <laughs> doing this, you know, and it feels good. Um, But I wouldn't say that I had, like, a necessary, like, aha moment. I wish I did. That would be, like, a cool part of my story. But (laughs) it's been a very slow and intimate build, I'd say, for Pilot Fog.
0: For sure. I I can relate to that, too. I think also I have the tendencies to just kind of be like, okay, did that, move on to the next thing. Like, I always kind of have, like, that next goal for myself. So sometimes I need to just, you know – be like, oh wait, like that is a really cool moment. That yeah, it still is really in that cool moment. that I got a message about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. What was your moment?
0: I see. I think one of one of them was when I was at like a coffee shop and someone was like, "Oh, are you forty five Fairmount?" That was, that was my blog name. That was an interesting one because I didn't have like a super big following. Yeah, I mean, I still don't have a super big following, but like, so that was interesting. And then recently, so like literally last week I launched my podcast network and just like the feedback that I got from that. And like people wanting to be a part of it right from the very beginning that was a really cool moment
1: oh totally because i was like... so excited to hear from you
0: <laughs> it felt like people like could see like just how much this excites me and like that oh, made them yeah. really excited about it
1: people love when other people are really excited and they can tell
0: yeah absolutely yeah okay so what was your morning routine like this morning Oh my God. <laughs> and oh. I said, I had to change this question to today because people would give me like the ideal one. I was like, no, no, no. I know. I okay. want the real I one. I know. I'm just going <laughs> to keep it real with you. Um,
1: I'm like in my leggings right now and like a, a baggy sweatshirt. I got in so late last night. I was just in Florida. So I work with um, this one brand. Do you know Dr. Axe? Yeah. He is so phenomenal. Like, yes. I mean, he's amazing. So um, I work with his brand. So I was doing some stuff with him in Florida. And, and him and his wife are the cutest couple ever and just the real deal. Like, they are so amazing. So I, I was there in Florida. Long story short, like, my life just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And I um, so I didn't even get in last night until probably 2.30. And so <gasps> – so, you know, like, so I did not have, like, necessarily my ideal mo- morning, but so I woke <laughs> up, um, checked some emails, made my coffee, and turned on some music to get pumped up to talk to you. I was so excited. and Yay. And that's that's been my morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
0: love it. Yeah. No, I mean, it, we can't have the pressure to have the perfect morning no
1: days. we can't we can't and I definitely don't have an ideal morning every morning I wish that I did but but yeah. I don't I put put around a lot <laughs> in the morning
0: I mean yeah I this morning for me I slept till I set my alarm for seven thirty, and I got out of bed at nine yeah so that's where <laughs> we're at
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just keep it so real
0: I was up till six a.m. on Saturday night, and till six a.m. it's a long, long story, story, but, but ooh, girl, basically, you had a night. I did, <laughs> um, but I forget that at twenty eight, staying up even till three a.m.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: is going to take about two weeks to recover. From. <laughs> Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll see how things go the rest of the day. <laughs>
1: Maybe take a little nap later.
0: Yeah. And so we talked about a wellness hack, but do you have any other favorite lifestyle hacks?
1: Um, I mean, this is also going to sound cheesy, but I think making time for friends is so important. And I think yeah. that, you know, like we're so focused on, getting in shape and dating in our careers and and family and like all that is so important but I think friends are such a big key to happiness I really Mm -hmm. really believe in that and so like that's one thing with Violet Fog in San Francisco I really try and you know tell them about events happening or hold events um for Violet Fog itself because I want readers to get to know each other and um, cause if they don't have that community, like, I just, I want every girl to have like a strong foundation yeah. of girlfriends. So like, so what I,
0: advice do you have around like making friends as an adult?
1: I think just, I do think that girls have it a little easier than guys. Um, just cause we naturally want to connect more and, mm-hmm. and guys are always just trying to one-up each other, at least from like yeah. what I've seen, but <laughs> Um, yeah. But but for women, like, I think just, just putting yourself out there and, like, and not being afraid to, like, compliment other girls and, you know, because I think, like, sometimes, I don't know. I mean, girls can one-up each other, too. Or, like, we're, we can be very competitive. And I think, like, just losing that aspect. Like, don't, you know, just don't ever mm-hmm. view, like, another female as competition. competition. Just view them as how can you support them? How can you be friends with them? um and just being just really nice and genuine and getting out of your comfort zone and just complimenting a girl and seeing if you click from there you yeah. know and if you do like just keep the conversation going and just say like you know I'd love to get coffee with you sometime and like maybe schedule it like right then and there because yeah we're a flaky generation you know so <laughs> so I think that's also actually another thing too to making friends like if you have you know, made plans with someone, just don't flake, you know? Because I think that if you flake once, like, the chances of seeing that person again, especially if that was the first time you're going to hang out, like, go down significantly. Oh, yeah. So, I think, like, holding to your plans and um, and then just – and going to events, I think, too. I think that's, like, a big, like, way that, like, girls who really enjoy, like, blogs and stuff like that, like, a lot of, like, bloggers do hold these events and everything. And and I think that – more girls should leverage that and go to these events Mm because it is such a great way to meet other women.
0: Yeah. And to meet women who have, you automatically know they have some, at least one similar interest to you. Oh,
1: totally. You
0: already know you're going to have something to talk about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. And especially like the getting out of your comfort zone and don't flake because I mean... (laughs) It's tempting sometimes to be like, oh, I'm so tired today, and I don't really know this person. Do I really want to have small talk? Right. And it's like, okay, once you get there, it's going to be fun, and you're going to be so glad. Yeah,
1: you're going to love it. Totally. Yeah, you just got to go and do it.
0: Amazing. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Katie. Like, this was so much fun.
1: This is so fun.
0: I feel like we could talk for another hour. I know. I know. Thanks. There's so much I want to talk about. <laughs> Part two um, coming soon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, where can everyone find you? So they can find
1: me on my site, violetfog.com. Um, on socials, it's uh, at thevioletfog. And I would love for them to connect. Send me a DM. Yeah. I really like to you know um to get to know them as much as they'd like to get to know the content and totally goes both ways so
0: um
1: yeah yeah. so on
0: my on my site and in socials perfect and i'll link all those in the show notes and then i'll link the two blog posts we talked about and then a few of my favorites so awesome that way y'all can get started and dive right in
1: thank you so much i'm so excited to share your podcast with the violet pod readers
0: Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free tips and trainings, head over to monicawoodoms.com slash podcast. You'll be able to learn more about this week's guest and how to connect with her as well. Talk soon, y'all.